In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and today we're going to explore a topic that should actually be an old topic, but it really isn't because it's an ongoing topic. We're going to talk about digital transitions. But before we do that, let's just talk about what Leadership Beyond Borders is about, what this broadcast is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about helping you become aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. But we also talk about business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global marketplace. Over the last months, we've covered a lot of subjects from data privacy to trust and leadership, and we've talked a lot about trends and listened to a lot of advice from uh, experts in our past episodes. Okay, so you can access these episodes on Voice America Business Channel under Leadership Beyond Borders. You can also download us on iTunes and Google Play, and we have some great leadership stories and great advice for you. You can also reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, connect to me, tell me what you want to talk about. We have a worldwide audience. If you have a compelling business story, if you're a leadership expert or you're passionate about something in business, reach out to me. You can also go to my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net, globalbindustherapy.com, and check out what we have to offer. So before we begin, I just want to say that if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, if you're a business owner, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for your business or yourself. And now on to what we're going to talk about today. Now, we've been talking about digital transitions for over a decade now. And although we live it and see it every day, everything from self-driving cars to new medical technology that saves lives, and we see this and use the technology, we really not have made the transition 100%. And we haven't done that until we look at the workflows, the processes that are around new technology, not just the new technology itself. Very often we're so keen to grab new technologies that we forget everything else. But new technology is only one piece of the digital transition, and many companies forget about this. Although digital, digital technology affects every company differently and is highly dependent on the type of industry, technology reaches beyond itself. It changes the values, the processes in areas such as organization, customer engagement, products and service, operational performance, and business models. And this means when you're going through a digital transition, you and your company really need to look at this transition with a 360-degree view. But even with the clearest digital strategy, you will fail if your people are unprepared to embrace it. As critical as defining where you need to change is how you need to change and who you're going to do it with. And digital transition is not easy. Although we've been talking about it for years now, there are many companies that really fully do not understand they need this 360-degree view in order to change. And they also have to change step by step. And today we're going to talk about digital trans transition with a digital transition expert, an expert that is uh, fully focused on helping companies make this transition. George Leith is the is responsible for business development at Vendesta's Technology and Media in Canada, one of the largest media partners in Canada. And he manages both in-house and out-house sales team as well as partner relationships. George Leith has spoken to over 
30,000 people in more than 200 cities worldwide about building a cohesive brand present online and reputation management. His seminars have been reported on by media giants such as CBS, Fox, ABC, Miami Herald, NBC, and many more. And these seminars have been reported to on as great seminars for leaders and managers to help them change from traditional businesses to digital media. George helped businesses conquer local digital marketing by making their virtual doorways as inviting as their brick and mortar entrances, which is vital to the survival of local businesses. George holds also holds digital marketing boot camps where companies can learn about what businesses need to do to may have a successful digital transition. And he is also the podcast host of Conquer Local, available on iTunes and Google Play. Welcome, George. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi. Pleasure to so be George, here. Yeah, so it's great to have you. And um, let's just let's kind of start from, from a big picture view, George, if that's okay, on just digital transition. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. And a lot of people think if you have a website or you're in social media, you're transformed. But is, is that true or is that not really true? Well, I, I don't think that there's any one tool that uh, is going to make you transformed. I think it's more what you're doing with those tools. And it's more of the process that needs to be transformed more than just saying, you know, I'm using LinkedIn to uh, prospect for new business, or I have a presence on my website, or you know, I'm using Facebook advertising. It isn't really one tool. It's more around having a strategy, having a process for that transition. Mm-hmm. But do companies, when you're working with companies, do do companies understand that? Because when I have conversation with companies, sometimes they say, "Well, we're completely digital, digitally transformed. You know, we are on LinkedIn. We we use social media." Um, do they uh, do they understand this 360 degree view about processes? You know, when I, I I've been in the media sales business for a little over 30 years, and and about five and a half years ago, I landed at a technology company, and and I started working with uh, you know the crew at Vendasta on on building out their business development department, and and they have some great technology that's being used by businesses all over the world. But what what I found was just putting the, the wrench in the hand of the business person wasn't wasn't enough. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, there are some businesses that have fully transitioned and are doing a great job of digital. But the vast majority of businesses either have dipped their toe in the water and and haven't liked the way that it went and and uh, underestimated the amount of work that it is, or they haven't fully committed. So they're still going, you know, one foot in an analog world. Um, and you know they really haven't dived into this into the digital side. In this past um, week, I was working with a, a group of uh, salespeople and an organization that yes, they were using some digital tools to be to do prospecting and to speak to their customers, but they were really still selling it in a transactional way. They weren't selling it in a needs based way and using the, those digital tools to you know to do research and to show proof of performance and to really enhance that business. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, there, there is this saying that's going around right now that sales will transition more in the next five years than, than it's changed in the last hundred years. And I really believe that to be true because, you know, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of tools out there that organizations can use to make their presentations and to show that their products and services are, are working, to show that value for customers. And, and you know, it, it's happening across all spectrums of business. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking, so you, you're talking about sales as 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 really starting to transition. And um, I have a question. It's kind of a uh, horse or cart question, um, and it's about marketing and sales. So, uh, first, the company has to have some kind of presence and marketing presence. Um, how in the digital when they're really digitally transform. Um, what does that marketing presence has to look like in order to support the sales process? If we start with that first, uh, you know, it, does it have to be consistent? Does it, you know, what are some tips on a digital presence for marketing? Well, yes, let's start with that because it really is the foundation. And you know, when we would, we would start a business in the horse and buggy days of 2000, 
<laughs> which really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> we would go and we would, you know, we would get our um, company set up with whatever regulator that we had to do that with, whether it was a state or provincial or regional regulator. And then we would go and probably get some business cards um, and the, those would relate to the location of our business. We would get the phone hooked up there and um, we would probably put a sign out front and hang our shingle out front, maybe buy one of those uh, LED um, open signs. I remember <laughs> yeah. in some of my first businesses, I just, you know, put that you know, the plastic Mylar sign on the window to say that I was open. <laughs> and we put the hours of operation on, on our front door. It's usually have a sticker or again, some sort of a sign. So when you think about all those processes that we went through in what I call the analog world, and we still need to go through those today. Don't get me wrong. There still needs yeah. to be an actual doorway of a business unless you're completely online and that's all that you do. But the vast majority of businesses that are out there are brick and mortar. There is a whole other world. And I, I like to call that the virtual doorway of a business. And in 2018, the virtual doorway of a business is more important than the actual doorway of a business. And that is because we are carrying around a computer in our pocket that's more powerful than the computer that put a man on the moon. So with that computer that's in our pocket, it has allowed us to do search and it's allows, allowed us to research and we can research everything. So let's start with that foundation. You need to be found online across a wide array of listing sources, depending upon what type of business you're in. If you're a restaurant, you have a different set of sources that you need to have your data correct on than if you are a lawyer or if you're a real estate agent or if you are an auto dealer. So having those listing site set up properly with the right information is vitally important. Now, there's also a change that's happened here in, you know, recently is in the last 18 months where voice search is becoming more and more prevalent. So you've got the Amazon Alexas and the Google Homes and Siri, and we're able to just speak to our computer that we're carrying around in our pocket to ask questions like, show me a gluten-free bakery nearby or show me an apartment complex that's pet-friendly or show me a good restaurant nearby. And what the search algorithm does on those listing sites is it looks at the virtual doorway of that business and it says, yeah, the vast majority of its reviews are positive. I'm going to serve this up to George and Kimberly because they're looking for a good steakhouse or a good um, sushi restaurant. You know, and I could go on and on. And you know, hopefully your listeners are starting to think about this because what voice search is doing is it's really changing the way that people are even searching. So, you know, mm -hmm. that foundation of having that correct listing data, and it's more than just name, address, phone number, um, you, you have to have your hours of operation. And what about holiday hours of operation? And what about special hours of operation for your business? And then what mm -hmm. about the things that you're selling? Have you added a new product or service? How do I make sure that that information is going to show up when people go to do that search? So getting the, the presence of a business so that it, it is spread as wide of a net as we can, so we can attract as many leads as possible, and then making sure that when those leads find us, they find the correct information. Because here's what happens. If we go to search for a business online and we drive across a town or city to get to that location and we find the wrong business, mm -hmm. we're never upset at Google. We're yeah. always upset at the business person because we're like, why doesn't this business You're right? right? But the vast majority of businesses don't understand how important that is. And, and I like to say that they are invisible online if they don't have that foundation of at least having their listing data correct. I think there's so many opportunities in this virtual this virtual door of business, but it's also it's also a little bit confusing for me as a business owner or a leader of a business because I have to be so many places. Um, and and you know consistency, as you said, is important because people are mad at the business, not mad at Google. Um, is there any way I can get a hold of that and try to control that? Is there any tools that help me do that? Well, there's, there's a lot of great tools out there that, that um, are helping businesses. Five and a half years ago, you would have to go and claim those listing sites manually. And it was a horrible process because there wasn't just a bunch of people sitting at the listing site accepting the data and plugging it into a computer onto their database. But there are solutions out there that will allow you to sync that data and lock it. And um, if you want to change it, it just automatically happens. And it protects that data on those listing sites so that, um, it, it can't be messed with so that the business has mm -hmm. to stake their claim across what listing sites are important to them. And then they have to make sure that they're continuing to communicate with those sites so that that information doesn't degrade. Mm -hmm. um, and it's getting, you know, the prices come down. 
Um, it's not as labor intensive. There's a number of solutions out there. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. if we're naming brand names on the program, but uh, if you're if you're okay with it, I'm going to name a couple of them. Um, and you know these folks as well as I do that the Yex mm-hmm. of the world and and Uberalls of the world, and in the restaurant space, especially in the United States and Canada, there's a company called Single Platform that's doing menu sync for restaurants. So there are some organizations that that are working with that data. Keep in mind there also are data aggregators that are uh, you know, that are accepting data and then spreading that information out to a wide array of sources. But that mm-hmm. is more like taking vitamins than it is about you know taking a painkiller to fix the problem. So you know, you, you, there, the good news is, is there are some solutions out there. But yeah. let's let's make no mistake: you have to claim Google, and you have to set up your Facebook page yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there aren't tools that allow you to claim Google My Business. Right. So there's still a lot of work for me. There's a lot of opportunity, but a lot of work for the business owner. So George, we're going to take a small break now. And for our listeners, we're talking with George Leith. He's the Chief Revenue Officer of Vendasta. And he is a podcast host of Conquer Local, available on iTunes and Google Play. And George is an expert on digital transition. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert and director of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. I'm also the general manager of CINDA, the Search and Information Association Europe. And George is going to be speaking with us, speaking at our conference in April in London from April 11th to 13th. So if you want to hear George, please join us. And George is also going to be speaking at Vendasta.com, which is April 3rd to 5th in Banff, Canada. And if you want more information on that, that will be on our landing page here. If you want to reach out to George, you can reach out to him at Vendasta.com. That is V-E-N-D-A-S-T-A. He's on Facebook and he's on Twitter. And you can also contact Vendasta on Facebook and on Twitter. And with that, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, and we are talking to George Leith, Chief Revenue Officer at Vendasta and podcast host of Conquer Local, available on iTunes and Google Play. So, George, we talked a little bit about um, marketing presence, and you have to have that presence as as the, the start of any business, kind of like years ago, but I, I really liked your virtual door of business because everything's virtual today. Um, but let, let's talk about 
sales and marketing. So we now have this new presence, this virtual uh, net all over of of availability for our businesses, and we have sales. And in in the past, there was always this discrepancy between sales and marketing. But I think you know what has changed there. How has the relationship between sales and marketing changed because of this virtual digital age? Well, you you know you need to be playing in both of those worlds if you're really going to do this properly. Keep in mind what I mentioned on Virtual Doorway uh, a few moments ago applies to brick and mortar, but then as a salesperson or as a marketing consultant or as an account executive, I don't care what you're selling, um, even, you know, maybe you're selling medical products or maybe you're selling technology or maybe you're selling manufacturing products, you need to be creating a personal brand for yourself as a, as a trusted advisor because it's so easy for me to go do research on somebody. I you know, I think that those listening to this uh, broadcast have probably done research on individuals. Where we first started doing it was when we got the notice at our at our workplaces that somebody new was hired, and it was so simple. We just copied their name and we put it into social media, and we went and looked at the pictures and we looked for the crazy, because we wanted to see it, who this new person was that had started. So now um, the smart people out there are grooming those photos that they have online so that there's less craziness <laughs> in them. And, and, but they, what we really need to be thinking about is, is do I have that virtual doorway for my brand? And mm-hmm. if I'm going to be out dealing with customers and doing, you know, I biz dev, it's a fancy name for sales. I, I don't mm-hmm. make any apologies that I'm in the sales business. Um, I, I want to sell to my customer and give them things that solve their problems. And, you know, lo and behold, if you go out with that mindset, if you're going to solve the customer's problems and you're going to be, you're going to um, answer their needs, you get more business because you become mm-hmm. that trusted uh, provider. But in today's day and age, you can't lie to people and you can't snow them. They're going to be able to see through that because it's so easy to do research and they're going to be looking at your competitors every single day. So we really need to, if we're going to be in this business, we need to be at the top of our game. Um, and, and more importantly now than ever, because it's so easy for the prospect or the client to do research. Plus, there's a whole bunch of people trying to eat your lunch with your best customers. So, you know, you need to be constantly providing that value to the client. So, you know, I, I've kind of taken this on as, as my mission through the work that we do with media companies and agencies around the world. There's, you know, 15,100 salespeople today that are logged into our platform that I'm communicating with. And that's why we started the Conquer Local podcast was if I have to if I have to do the same story 50 times in a week to a group of salespeople on a webinar, why don't I just do one that people can listen to at their leisure and maybe we can get it out to thousands of people. So mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that's what I spend the majority of my time in my role is, is working with sales organizations to, to show them that it's not just about <laughs> dumping products onto the lap of your prospect. If you, if you are out there dumping products, it's not going to work. So what you need to be doing is taking the solutions that you have or the products that you have and putting them into some sort of a way of solving the needs or the problem that that customer has. And, um, you know, that's really the mission is to change the sales process from out there trying to sell something to trying to take the things that you have and that you offer to a customer to solve their problems and then do it at a very high service level. Because if you don't have that level of service, it's just not going to work out for you in, in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Well, customers today, I mean, customers today have also changed. I mean, they're, they're looking at ROI a little bit more. Um, they're looking at, as you said, competitors uh, today, everything's visible. You can see, you know, for your business, your customer can see who your competitors are. They can compare prices. Um, so this all goes into what you're saying. But I, my question would be, how does that deal with actually the process and the approach, okay? Um, it, not just dumping products, but also it's it's much more time-consuming. Ha, has the actual, you know, uh, questioning and, and sitting with the customer, how has that changed in this whole world that is visible and virtual? If you're selling something that has a low cost to it, you better be able to automate it so that you can reach scale with that product so you can have mm-hmm. the revenue that you need to make some sort of a profit for your business. So if we're selling you know, things that are at a lower value, we need to be able to automate that process. But as soon as we start getting into higher value products, we need to come up with something that's repeatable. And, we, and that's where, you know, where sales is transitioning to more of a team approach. 
And if you look at the, the very best sales consultants that are out there transitioning organizations, and, and I, I was at a convention here that, that really, and you know, you know me in conventions, Kimberly, the content <laughs> has to be amazing to keep my, um, to keep my pioneer spirit so that I don't get bored. But I was at this sales convention here last November, and I was listening to a gentleman from Cisco talk about how Cisco had to really transform their sales organization because it used to be a person with a bag going out with, you know, some brochures and things like that and selling products and services. And what they had to transition themselves to was a team approach where you still maybe have, have that person that has the relationship with the buyer, the positions that has the presentation, but you've got a research person in behind that's doing the research to build the proposal with the value proposition. You then may have a customer success person that takes over afterwards to make sure that the people that are utilizing the, the product or service are being successful with it. And then you then you may again have that person that owns the relationship or owns the, the relationship with the buyer come back in with the decision maker to, to facilitate upsells and things like that. So, you know, it, that team approach is definitely something that's happening when you look at, at uh, you know, revenue models inside businesses. So, you know, I would challenge the people that are listening to this uh, broadcast today, take a look at, at your go-to-market strategy. Take a look at the way that you, are you doing things the way that you've always done them? Or are you really starting to harness some of these technologies that are available and, and starting to harness this new thought where a team approach might be the way for you to achieve greater scale and greater revenue and greater profitability for your organization, rather than just with that same old approach of the person with a bag going out and uh, you know, getting on planes, staying in hotels. You know, there, there are other ways to scale that. And you know, one of the, the, break, the breakout things is marketing automation where we utilize email marketing to drive value or to nurture a lead. You know, I used to nurture leads when I started in the radio business years ago. We, if I found a piece of content that was important to my prospects that positioned me as a marketing expert, I would photocopy it. And I would sometimes fax that information to the client. What I was doing was that I was trying to put information in front of my customer that positioned myself and my organization as the expert. Well, today I can just put that into a tool and reach thousands of customers with mm-hmm. email marketing, but you can't spam those customers because people hate that. They, they want to see things that have value. So you got to make sure that that content that you're providing to those customers have value. Now, you can also do that through social media. You can do it through podcasts. You can do it through video. So there's a number of different ways that we can present that information if you're finding that email marketing isn't reaching. Now, the, the other thing that I've been using most recently with my very biggest customers, um, the customers that I speak for and that I help consult on sales transformation, I've been sending that information by text. So if mm-hmm. the email isn't getting through to those customers, I make sure right. that with my best customers that I'm able to text them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that that's an interesting that using this technology to to support. And I was going to ask a little bit about sales tools. Um, you know, email marketing is one thing. What else is available out there to to help support this transition and support these teams for companies? The, vid- the video camera on your mobile phone mm-hmm. is an amazing piece of technology because what it allows us to do is to take a short video. We can post it on social media. My friend Dennis Yu from Blitz Metrics, which is he's one of the top Facebook marketers in the world, is um, professing that these ten, these short, um, ten-second videos or one-minute videos that are placed on Facebook can really drive your engagement. So rather than using a text message um, inside Facebook or posting um, a photo. He's really pushing this video. And then the other thing that he's very famous for, he says, you don't need to be spending thousands of dollars on boosting. Just spend a dollar a day on that content to reach a, a wider audience. So, you know, that I love the video thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been in the, the media business for a long time and I'm not, you know, those that know me know that I'm not afraid to talk. And um, but the video thing was a tough thing for me because I don't necessarily like the way that I look on video. But mm-hmm. what I found is, is that when I do those short videos, and then I post them online, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or on Twitter, my engagement goes through the roof compared to uh, a piece of content that's just text. Mm-hmm. Now, engagement is one thing. You've got to get it out to the audience. But what does the conversion look like? And my conversion on those videos have been direct messages that have came back to me through the social media channel that have said, I'm really interested in learning more as to what you were speaking about in that video. And the podcast that we've released is just blowing up. Um, you know, podcasting is one of the hottest things out there right now. I'm able to consume that information that interests me whenever it works for my schedule. Mm-hmm. 
that really fits our lifestyle that we have today where we're on the move and we're busy and you know we're not watching regularly scheduled programs yeah. <laughs> we're listening to regularly scheduled programs mm-hmm. so the you know the fact that i can listen to you know masters of scale or the saster podcast or joe rogan is another one of my favorites i can just listen to that while i'm doing cardio or while mm-hmm. i'm waiting waiting to board a plane which i spend a big chunk of my life doing so, you know, I, I think that there are a number of things that you can do. Now, people, you know, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm, you know, I've never done radio before. I've never done television before. I, I think that that actually puts you at a bit of an advantage because people want something that's authentic. They mm-hmm. don't, the, the polished stuff, they're like, ah, that doesn't really look authentic to me or sound authentic to me. Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that, that's, those are really good points because all of those support the sales process. And I'd like to, I'd just like to ask a, a quick question to come back to something that you said about the low margin and the high margin. So, so looking at effectively kind of like, I'd say taking the sales process and putting in chunks on higher margin so that you have the research, you have the support, um, and you have the information when you go to the customer. And then in lower margin, using basically AI, okay? Um, I mean, we all buy online. Sometimes we don't even talk to people, okay? Um, And I find that fine as a customer. And what is your experience with transitions of sales forces using um, automation or chat boxes for sales at lower margin? Well, it, it really is in its infancy in some organizations. This transition is, is beginning. It's not ended and it's not even in its middle. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we may be just getting ready to pop the top on the champagne on this thing yeah. to get it rolling. So I think that w- what we really have to look at is um, where it's working well and then see if that works for our organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to digital marketing solutions, which I, you know, I'm involved in uh, very heavily right now, I, I find that those things are not bought, they're sold. Meaning yep. the customers are at a point where they're, they're not educated enough to understand how to deploy these things. And the last thing you want to do is buy a bunch of technology and not right. use it. So they really need to have that, uh, that interpreter role. And that's the way that I look, like to look at myself. I'm by no means the expert, but mm-hmm. I work with enough people that are experts that I'm able to interpret that information so that a business person can understand it. And, and you know, some people like to use the term dumb it down. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is remove the jargon. Mm-hmm. If you work in a tech company, you're going to have so many acronyms and chunks of jargon that become part of your day-to-day culture. You need to step back from that and sit down with a customer. And I, you know, I did this actually just yesterday. I was sitting with a customer. And I'm not talking somebody that needed it dumbed down. These are some of the smartest people that I've worked with in the past five years. But what they were saying is for the technology to fit their customers, we really had to simplify the process. So Mm -hmm. I think that if you have a complex solution that you're selling, it's going to be very difficult to use AI and machine learning and automation to deliver that product. But if Mm -hmm. you're selling something that's very simple, you better look at a way to automate that. Because mm-hmm. your competitors will and they'll end up eating your lunch. So it really depends upon the complexity of the thing that you're selling, the solution or the device or the service. If it's very complex, you're going to have to have that team approach and you're going to have to have that person that carries it through. But if it's a simpler solution, then you're going to be, uh, you better be looking at ways to automate that process to get, to get the, you know, the sale happening and to service that sale. Yeah, I think I think you just made a really good point too on the complexity because because the one thing you probably don't want to do is is have your business be ahead of your customer's ability to understand what's going on when you're selling and um, and when it's too complex. I mean, uh, you know, we are business people. We know our products. We know our sales processes. But the customer may not be up to speed, and that can't be complex for the customer. Also, I think that was a really great point. And um, George. With that, we're going to take a quick break. And for our listeners, we are speaking with George Leith. He's the Chief, Chief Revenue Officer at Vendasta in Canada, and he's the podcast host of Conquer Local, available on iTunes and Google Play. And George is an expert on digital transitions. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert and director of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, also the general manager of CINDA, the Search and Information Association Europe. And George is going to be speaking at our conference in London, uh, London, April 11th to 13th. So if you'd like to meet George in person, 
please go to the website cinda.com and join our conference. And Vendesta is also having a conference in Banff, April 3rd to 5th, where George will be speaking and we'll be talking a lot more on media and technology. If you want to reach out to George, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under George Leith. And you can also reach out to Vendesta under vendesta.com or Vendesta on Facebook and Vendesta on Twitter. On Twitter. And with that, uh, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business. We're speaking with George Leith, Chief Revenue Officer, Vandasta, and also he is the host of Conquer Local, a podcast on iTunes and Google Play, and he's an expert on digital transitions. So, George, we've talked a lot about the transitions of marketing and transitions of sales, and I'd like to I'd like to put those three sixty. Um, glasses on for a minute because it's also about the people isn't it i mean are you hiring different you know people does hr have to look at different things today than they looked at before um you know you know what about the the people and the training uh, it's a, you know kimberly it's all about the people it's i think mm-hmm. it's always been about the people and i think that the organizations that are making that investment in in a culture and in their people and in listening to those people and giving them a voice, I think that, you know, it's vitally important. And, um, you know, I remember back to when I started in the media business, there was no training. You were thrown in the deep end of the pool, no water wings, um, and go swim. <laughs> and and you, either, you either lived or you died. And you, you learned on the ground. And it was horribly inefficient. Uh, you know, I, I think it took eight to 10 years before I really started to figure out some of the things that, that I, you know, and me- and mentors were tough to find. I, I don't even know if that was a word that was used 30 years ago. So, you know, when, when I got a chance to, to start again um, five and a half years ago and basically build a sales organization from scratch, one of the things that I did was a lot of research around um, what, what successful organizations were doing when it came to education. And, you know, I, I think I read it somewhere. I'm not sure who I'm going to give credit uh, for it. But, you know, this thing of building a culture of constant learning is really, really important. And in the organizations I see that are struggling, you don't have that. Now, let's, let's use media as an example. In the radio and television and newspaper business, this, the thing that they sold was an audience. 
And the, the unit that they sold was a quarter page ad or a 30 second commercial. Those things didn't, ch- didn't change for, for years upon years. In fact, 30 second commercial that you buy today is, is delivered differently because of technology. But the, the component that's sold to the client is I'm going to run this ad and I'm going to reach these people. So the, the yeah. reps didn't have to have a, a culture of constant learning. They just had to learn that the first time. And then they had to be whipped into going out and making the calls and calling on the clients and, and you know, coming up with creative and, and messaging inside that 30-second commercial that resonated with an audience to get conversion. But now we live in a world where technology is changing basically daily. And as the technology changes, there's a way that we deliver those solutions and what the results of those solutions are changes. So mm-hmm. you have to have that culture of constant learning. And the organizations I see that get this right are, use a lot, are utilizing all the technology. They're using some sort of a CRM. They've got a learning management system for their staff where they can upload the new information. And again, they can consume it when it makes sense for them. They may be deploying some sort of podcasting technology where they can speak to their, in the large organizations, where they can speak to their group. They're using webinars. They're using, you know, um, Skype, which we're using today to record this t- today so that they can communicate with remote workforces. So the, the first piece of this is you need to be training your people and, and it's not a one and done. It needs to be a mm-hmm. culture of constant learning. Then the second thing is, is being able to measure things. So you, yeah. you, if you have an expectation, you better be measuring it to see if it's happening or not. So that's a different breed of sales manager. We have to get those sales managers so that they're, they're coaches and that there's a level of accountability there. And the thing that I've noticed is that actually our people want that accountability, mm-hmm. um, especially the the generation that you know uh, my children are in, where we gave them a ribbon and we gave them a medal for just participating. They actually want to hear that they have some issues that need to be uh, changed. I've I've found that that group is saying, "Give me feedback. Tell mm-hmm. me the things that I'm not winning at." So that I, and and they realize, especially if they've been in business for you know a few years, they realize that it's not all about participation. That there are winners and losers, and mm-hmm. and they want to improve. So you know those types of things are are really important. Where you you have that that constant learning, then you set benchmarks and you measure people and you coach them to move them forward. And then the next piece is, is, and I found this to be really powerful, and that's a one-on-one. So mm-hmm. a weekly touch point with an employee uh, or with a staff member or with a team member where you sit down with them and you address things that are going on. You give them a chance to voice their concerns because with that feedback loop is so important. And then uh, a tactic that I've used is a quarterly review. And that quarterly re- re- review relates back to the job description. You know, jo- you remember job descriptions, the thing that oh, yeah. you get when you get hired for the job and then no one ever right. talks about them again. <laughs> so what, what I've found is that that job description should be a living, breathing document mm-hmm. that really sets the stage for what the expectations of that employee is and that team member is. So if you sit down quarterly and you go through a line by line of the job description and you say, you know, this piece right here, we're going to change that because that's not really what you're doing. And you get mm-hmm. the employee to kind of help develop what those what those things are that we're going to measure. And then you have that regular, so we, you know, in our organization, we have a regular cadence on the, on the sales side where every quarter we do a quarterly review. And then also what we do is we do a skip level review. So any oh, of the people that are reporting mm-hmm. directly to me will review me and they mm-hmm. do it in a um, anonymous style. Mm-hmm. And then they present that to my boss. Mm-hmm. So we also have that through the, the mid management where the mm-hmm. mid management will do skip level reviews and then they come and present it to me on the managers that, that are, so I found that, find that to be very, very powerful. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing is, is in the skip level review, if you're doing your one-on-ones right, you've already addressed those items with the managers. The skip level right. review is a validation that you're on the right track. Now, something might come out of the skip level review where you've got five or six people that are reviewing a manager where you've got <laughs> one person that doesn't like them. <laughs> and it's sure. pretty easy to pick that out in the skip level <laughs> review and say, hey, we got some misaligned expectations here. Or we got somebody that isn't driving. Pers- maybe the personalities are clashing. And that's the other thing when you're managing these cultures. It's not, it's not as much that they don't like them. It's just that their personalities don't clash. And mm-hmm. you can't take somebody that, that is detail-oriented and put them with somebody like me who's you know very much give me a one-sheeter and show me what the price is and I'll buy it. I don't need right. all the detail. Um, so you have to have those. You have to have those touch points where you're getting that feedback, so you can make sure that you're molding the teams properly. 
Mm-hmm. And and that those are really really great points to understand. It comes back it's come back to the teamwork because this skip level review really starts to build teams, and that's what I see a lot. Um, and that's what the millennials uh, really really like to work in teams and really like feedback. And teamwork has taken on a completely different role now in in this digital um, transition and, and this age. And how important are teams in this whole and making this successful? Well, I, I don't know what the first video game was that you played, Kimberly. Was it? I think was Pac-Man. It Pong? Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. My first one was Pong. Pong. Um, okay. You know, we we've grown up, uh, and and that's from when you and I were in our younger years, in a gamified society. Yeah. And that gamification has continued, and, and it, it just it permeates our, our culture. So if you take that and you put it into a high-performing organization, and what we've done in our organization is we allow our teams to, to set their own names. So you're not going to be team XYZ. You're going to be team whatever the hell you want to call yourselves. Yep. And then we get a graphic designer to design them a logo and we make them up a bunch of uniforms. Not that they have to wear them every day, but they've got their team shirts. They've got a banner on the wall with their logo and they identify themselves as team whatever the name is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that gamification. Then we take the teams and we pit them against each other and we put prizes against it. Mm-hmm. And we say whoever performs the best this month and they're, you know, if you hire people that are, comp- I think in the sales business, you better hire competitive people right? because those are the ones that are going to win. But I, I, I see software developers because I work with a whole bunch of software developers and they're competitive in their own way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, gamification is a really important piece, whether you're doing operations or you're doing revenue generation or you're generating that next piece of killer code it's going to change the world. I think putting some gamification in there just makes sense because we have a society that has been raised on gamification. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and I think that that's an important point, especially today when when George, you think about you think about right now. I mean, we're we're the first generation that has five generations working in the workplace, and. Um, Forming of teens and bringing people together is probably the most important thing you can do. Uh, as a leader, is there anything else you could suggest people because on on this mixed generational issue when and um, you know how, leading teams of mixed generations and how to make them a little bit more successful because that always that's something uh, questions I get a lot. Okay, um, you know we have people that are from I have Generation Z until. Um, late baby boomers in some of our teams at Cinda. So uh, what do you think about that? How does that affect this whole dynamic and digital transition? I try not, I try not to forget about what it was like 30 years ago when I started yeah. the media business where I was thirsting for leadership and, yeah. and there wasn't any because yeah. it, you know, it was basically get in the deep end. I'm going to go do my thing over here. And if you yeah. do a good job, I'll promote you. Um, so you know, we, I've just tried to, on a day-to-day basis, understand that's important. It's probably the thing that I fail at more than anything is, mm-hmm. is on the leadership side. Um, and I, I'm constantly trying to force myself to spend time on a day-to-day basis to be better at that. I think that's where you're going to win um, mm-hmm. w- with this, this cross-generational workplace that we have is by understanding that, that you need to build leaders um, and, and not just being a leader. So being a yeah. leader, if you're a good one, you're able to build leaders. Yeah. And what happens is if we build leaders throughout our organizations, I don't care how big or small it is, then you've got an engaged workforce yeah. because um, there may be the odd person that wants to be a follower. But I think that the vast majority of people want to grow inside their role and mm-hmm. move into areas of, of greater responsibility. In fact, I, I think that if you don't have people that want to move and grow into roles, you've, hi- you've hired the wrong people. Right. Um, so I, I think that, you know, keep that in mind that, that everybody yeah. is thirsting for that feedback and for that leadership. I, you know, right. when I moved into leadership role, the one thing that I learned was I had to be super flexible. So yeah. what I mean by that is not flexibility in the workplace. I had to actually reach my arm up over my head and get good at reaching down and patting myself on the back. Because when you get up to the leadership end of things, there aren't a lot of people patting you on the back. Yeah, that's right. So because at the top, when you're leading an organization, there's not people patting you on the back. Sometimes you forget that that is so important to your people to sit down with them for a minute and to say, hey, you're doing a great job on these things. Let's talk about these other things. What's going on there? And they might say, I don't really know what I'm doing there. I haven't really been coached or I haven't really been shown the way on that thing. And then you can identify those gaps. But, you know. 
Yeah. It's always it's always so, better to put a little bit of honey there than to put vinegar. So to yeah. to call you need to understand what your people are doing and then to call out the positives and then to put some negatives in there and then end with the positives. Yeah. I think I think that's a great tip to end with George. I think we could probably continue on for another hour, but I'd like to th- thank you very much for joining us and for our listeners been talking to George Leith, Chief Revenue Officer at Vendasta and podcast host of Conquer Local available on iTunes and Google play please tune in and listen to that i've heard uh, your first couple of podcasts they were fantastic and george is an expert on digital transition and you can also hear george at the cinda conference in london uh from april 11th to 13th he'll be speaking and also at vendestacom april 3rd to 5th in banff canada and if you just look at our landing page here you can click on to the banner to get tickets for vendestacom and George will be speaking there. So if you want to reach out to George before then, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn at George Leith. And you can reach out to Vendasta on Vendasta.com. And they're also on Facebook and on Twitter. And thank you very much, George. And um, you, I will see I will see you in London. And for our listeners who've been listening to Kimberly Lewis, I'm your host of Leadership Beyond Borders. I am a leadership trainer and a... I, somebody passionate about digital transition, also in my role at Cinda, and I'm also the the CEO of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. You can reach out to me at Leadership Beyond borders at gmail.com or tweet me or join our group at Leadership Beyond Borders. And I always end each week with a saying. And I think um, this has been a great broadcast, great having George. And I think I'd like to end up by saying that we are in the middle of this digital transition. It's, it's around us and it's just starting. And I think George said some of the things we haven't even seen yet. So we have to remain flexible. We have to also remember that as leaders, we have to pay attention to the people. We have to pay attention to the processes and um, we have to adapt. So with that, and you also have to have a 360 degree view because it's not just about the technology, it's about everything else. And with that, please tune in again next week and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.